Good morning. Uh, today's Bible reading will be from Acts chapter 2, verses 36 through 38. You're welcome to follow along on the, the Pew Bibles. That'll be on page 967 or on the screens above. Again, uh, Acts chapter 2, 36 through 38. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Good morning. Yes, I'm on. I'm thankful that you are here today, thankful that you have chosen of all places to be here. And what a great week with a lot of great news, amen? Isn't that awesome? Uh, also, we had another who uh, had uh, wanted to talk about their previous baptism, and Jane Shelton this week, she was, uh, as we sometimes say, rebaptized. She's baptized for remission of sins this week, and that'd be five. It's an awesome week to be able to announce that. I'm also very thankful to be back with you today after my, my boy Ezekiel was born a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I, I tell you, I've been very uh, excited since he's been born. I've also been very humbled. Part of the humility comes with what people say about him. It's amazing. People go, wow, he looks just like his dad. Then right under, they'll go, look at those chubby cheeks. <laughs> he has a double chin. He does not have a lot of hair. But he looks like his dad. Thanks, kind of. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's amazing, and God has gifted us, and God has gifted us by allowing us to be here during this time. I'm so thankful for you uh, and your kindness to our family during this time, and, and thankful to see him uh, to, to grow up and to mature. We pray that you will continue to keep us in your prayers, and just thankful for him. Let's get started this morning in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we are thankful to be here. You are amazing, and we have chosen to be here to worship you. God, we know that today there are so many things going on in each of our lives. There are things that, that may be hurting us, things that may be pulling us back. Today, it may have been a great struggle for us to be here. Lord, thank you for this opportunity, and we pray that all those who came this morning needed to be comforted will. Those who need to be convicted will. Those who, who need to be encouraged will. And those who need to make a decision will. God, we ask you to help us today in our understanding so we may, we may grow closer to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. At the end of the pews uh, this morning, there's some cards, and, and not, maybe not everybody needs one of these, but, but it's about if, if you'd like to talk about baptism, and, and if you need one, we'll pass those down later, and, and I'm going to need somebody in each section, if you will. Uh, during the closing song, we're going to ask anybody who's filled these out to pass those to an aisle, and if somebody would go through that, and so if nobody during the closing song jumps up during your row, please jump up and do that. That would be greatly helpful, and we'll come back to these in just a second. Also, in the simulcast room, Tim has these, and uh, he'll probably charge you a dollar for them. But uh, if you go by him and uh, Tim has these, you can get them from him. And if you don't want to pass them in, there's two white boxes out in the lobby that you can put them in, and it'd be a great help. Why are we here today? 
Why do we come here today? What is the, the purpose of being here? And, and I would say part of the purpose of being here is to study God's Word. Amen? That is why we are here to open up God's Word, to see what God's Word is saying. We, I hope today we can have come to increase our knowledge, not just during this time, but, but during our time of singing. We do what? We teach and admonish one another. We teach during our singing. And also, when we come together for our Bible classes, if you're not used to staying for a Bible class, please stay for one, because it is in those that we want to increase our knowledge, that we want to know more about God. Why? Because knowledge should change us. See, knowledge, uh, gaining information should do what? Should lead to a change of thought, feeling, and action. And, and while we're here and studying God's Word, it is not just so that we know more Bible facts. It's not just about that we can name all the books of the Bible or be able to, to quote certain passages. It is so that God's Word can transform us as we learn about it. What do we want to do? We want it to change our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. Several years ago, there was an interview where uh, Oprah Winfrey interviewed Maya Angelou. And in this interview, I, I heard Maya Angelou say a quote, and the, the quote has stuck with me. It was something very powerful. She said, I did what I knew, but when I knew better, I did better. She's talking about through her life. It, she said, at different times in my life, I did the best I can, based, did the best I could based on the information I had. But as I have learned, as I've gained information, as I've gained knowledge, as I've gained wisdom, gained wisdom, I've done what? I have improved. Said I did what I knew, but once I've known better, I do better. See, it's amazing what information we have before us and what information that, that has been out there. What's, what's funny is that people will say at an apple a day will do what? Keep a doctor away. I'm not so sure about this. Uh, but we are told that in order to be healthier, uh, doctors say that, that eating fruit, especially apples, is something that's very, very good for us. Do you know that at one time what doctors told you to do to be healthy? Are y'all ready for this? They told you to smoke. Y'all may think I'm kidding. I'm not. At one time, smoking was said to be done for its health benefits. In the 16th century, European doctors were extolling the virtues of tobacco for for everything like this, for to help asthma, to help asthma, did you hear me? To help asthma, to help shortness of breath, to help bad breath, to even help cancer. Y'all are going, that's in the 1600s. I want to show you some of the early advertisements of cigarettes in our country. Doctors smoke camels more than any other cigarettes. 20,679 physicians tell you to smoke Lucky Strikes because they're less irritating to your throat. Ask your dentist because he strongly recommends you smoke Viceroy's. Why? Because unlike the camels and Lucky Strikes, they were now filtered. So they wanted to make the things that were healthy healthier by filtering the things that were already healthy. Let that sit in for a second. Okay. Also, they were said to have a calming effect. How offended would people be now if it's, you said, Mama, before you scold me, would you light up a Marlboro? It'll chill you out. That came from doctors. So I, I realized that people who started smoking, especially during the 40s, 50s, and 60s and earlier, the information you had on smoking was not that it was bad. It was not bad. I'm not going to ask anybody to raise their hand who had a grandmother who, who uh, dipped snuff. 
times. I'd have to raise mine, okay? It's one of those things. It wasn't said to be something that, that was bad. I, I don't know if the congregation where I grew up, there was a, in between Bible class and worship, there was a whole group that would go out of men every Sunday morning. I always thought it was interesting. Why? Because based on the information they had when they started, it wasn't seen as, as unhealthy. But now, if you look at what's said, the, the, the anti-smoking commercials are about as violent as it gets. We're told that it, it will kill. Not only that, we're told about secondhand smoke. That means you don't have to smoke, just the person next to you smoking. I don't know if you've seen in Tennessee, there's a, there's a bill that's coming out that basically says if they see somebody smoking and they have a child in the car, that they can cite that person for endangering the life of a child. And now they're talking about third-hand smoke. In other words, it doesn't matter that you smoke, but if you're around someone and you can smell smoke on their clothes or whatever else, that it is something that is damaging. That is the research that comes out now. Things have changed a lot based on their information that's out there. See, back uh, years ago in the 1920s, there was a guy that, that was really, really struggling with, with chronic pain. His name was Eben Byers. And he was 49-year-old. He was, he was rich, and he found this thing. He said, I, I know I'm going to try to ease this chronic pain in my arm. And, and somebody said, hey, you, you should start drinking this Radithor. It is radium water. And it should be really good for you. It is the most healing thing to your arm. It'll help. Do you know it worked fine until his jaw fell off two years later? But his arm was okay. Why? Because nobody would tell you to do that anymore. Why? Because science has come forward and, and said, wow, what used to be seen as helpful really has some bad side effects. It's the same way if you watch Chip and Joanna, they're not using lead paint or asbestos. Because we have seen that those things once were seen as fine are now seen as dangerous. Why? Because when people knew better, they've done better. As we learn better, as, as we know better, we hope to, to do better. And, and I think that should be also true with us spiritually. See, Jesus, the master teacher, when, when he came and, and he taught the gospel, the good news was, was that he was the Messiah, that he has come, and he wanted to share with people what to do in order to be saved. He said this in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. He said, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. You need to realize that was a new commandment. That was a new commandment, and he is telling 11 Jewish men to go out and to teach this to everybody. And I can see, I, I'm going to raise my hand going, hey, hey, they've never heard this before. They, they, they think the Jewish people will talk to, they'll think what they need to do is keep the Torah and keep the Ten Commandments. He's saying, listen, I have a new commandment. You go out and do this, and you tell people to be baptized for remission of their sins. That's what we're saying to do. And what they are told to do is go out and find people. And what we're praying is when people have done what they know, but when they know better, they'll do better. We're hoping to increase their knowledge that when we teach them that, that, that it should do what? It should change them and change their thoughts, their feelings, and their actions. See, if we were to look across the religious landscape this morning, we're not the only group meeting this morning or last night for that matter. If you go across this county, there's a lot of religious groups that are, that are meeting. And can I tell you, there's a lot of things that are similar. 
There's a lot of people in this community that would say they believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. They, they would say, hey, that is what I believe. And the thing is, when we open the Bible to say, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to become a Christian? There are some groups in our community that would say, what you need to do is say a prayer. If you would just say the, the sinner's prayer and ask Jesus into your heart, that is what you need to do. I believe these people are evil? Absolutely not. I think a lot of them are doing the best they know with what they've been taught. See, I, I think there's others today that are saying, hey, you really don't have to do anything to be saved. You're already predestined. God has already chosen who's saved and who's lost. And, and, and so there's really nothing. And really, the saved people will worship those. So we're thankful that, that they are here. And, and there are people who believe that. There's also groups this morning that believe in, 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 in baptizing of, of infants. There's others that, that believe you should be baptized, but they don't define it the same way. They, they look and they believe just pouring over someone would be baptism, would be a baptism. And, and for us, what, what, what is taught, what we see and what Jesus said is that everyone should be baptized, so we believe in immersion. What did Jesus say? Jesus said this in Mark 16, 15 to 16, and he said unto them, go into all the world and do what? Proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized shall be saved, and whoever does not believe shall be condemned. What is he saying? Hey, I know people have done what they knew, but now that they know better, I expect them to do what? To do better. And it is our job to teach that and to act on that. And I'm so thankful for our good news this morning. To know that in, in the past week, we have had several, and actually in the past couple of weeks, we've had uh, even more baptisms than that, that people have done what they've known, and now when they knew better, they've done what? We see those who have come to Christ. We have a group today that is in El Salvador. Why? Hopefully to teach people so that they know better, so that they can what? They can do better. And when I think about this, I think about that's, that's part of our job as Christians to open up God's Word, and, and whenever it leads us somewhere to do that, when it tells us, but also in, in sitting down and, and teaching other people to show them what God's Word is taught so that they can do better. And this morning, what I want us to do is walk through the book of Acts. If you'd open up your, your Bibles, the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2 is where we'll start. And I want to show you time and time again that the gospel is taught to people who were doing the best they could based on what they knew. But when they knew better, they did better. I think if we go through that, that is exactly what we will see. We learn how to become a Christian in the book of Acts. We see this in Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, there, there is a sermon that is, that is preached by, by the disciples, but, but uh, Peter is given name credit for answering a question in this sermon. And as he is preaching, he is preaching to who? He's preaching to a group of Jewish people, a very, very large group of Jewish people. People who believed in order to be right with God, their job is to keep the Torah, to keep the, the 613 laws, to, to live those things out. And he is going to say, and to be ready for the Messiah, and he is going to teach them something. In the middle of his sermon, he is trying to prove to them that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he takes about you know, 20-something verses, and he proves that. Then we get to verse 35, and here is what he says to them. 36. He said, Let all the house of Israel know 
If for certain God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were, they were pricked to their heart or pierced to their heart. And Peter said to the apostles, and they said to the apostles and, and, and to Peter, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for forgiveness of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What's going on here? They realized and it hit them that they had been waiting for a Messiah and the Messiah had come and they had murdered him. And they cried out, what shall we do? In other words, hey, we have done the best we knew. Now we know this. What are we to do? He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you. And what do they decide to do? Verse 39 says this. It said, for this promise is to you and to your children, all who are afar off, everyone whom the Lord, of the, uh, the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourself from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. These people, when they knew better, what? They did better. They did the best based on what they knew, but once the truth was shown to them, once they saw that, they chose to do better. They believed, they repented, and they were what? They were baptized for mission of their sins. Are we willing to do that same thing? Are we willing to, to, to as we know better, to, to do better? And not only as we know, but seek to know more. Seek to know what God's Word has said. See, if we go forward into Acts chapter 8, there, we read about uh, Philip and the Ethiopian nobleman. And, and this Ethiopian, we realize that he was a Jewish proselyte. And he had traveled from, if you, if you will, uh, Ethiopia to Where? To Jerusalem. That's a long trip. He went there to, to worship with God's people, but realized he would not be allowed in the assembly. Him being a eunuch, they did not allow him there. It said that, and if you read through the, the, the first five books of the Old Testament, he would not be allowed to even come into the assembly with others, but he came there because he believed God wanted him to be there. He was devout. Would you agree? You start thinking about how far would this be? It's about 1,500 miles that he did by chariot. You're thinking, how, how far is that? Well, if, if, if we were to go to the Grand Canyon today, that's about 1,500 miles from here. Would you go that far to be obedient to God and to worship even though you were not be allowed in the assembly? He, well, he is somebody who is very devout in what he did. He wanted to be right with God. And so what we come across him in, in Acts chapter 9, 8, verses 29. Let's read this together. It said, And the Spirit said to Philip, Go over and join in this chariot. Philip sees the Ethiopian here in the chariot. And so Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, Do you understand what you are reading? He said, How can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. What did we learn? He wanted to know more. He was doing the best he knew, but, but he wanted to know more. Verse 35 says, And then Philip did what? He opened up his mouth, and in the beginning with the Scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus, the gospel, that he is the Messiah. The one he is reading about there in Isaiah 52, 53 or so it is the same one that that Messiah came and he is here and he has died. And he says, as they were going along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, see, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? 
and it's not there, but uh, what Philip said is nothing. <laughs> nothing. That is what you want to do? Evidently, just, just realize this. It says he preached the good news of Jesus to him. Evidently, part of the good news of Jesus explains what baptism is. If not, he wouldn't have known that reading Isaiah. He, he explained that to him and what? They, they went down into the water when they come up. He went down the water and they what? he baptized him. When he came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. And the eunuch saw him no more and he went on his way rejoicing. What happened? He had done what he knew. But when he knew better, he chose to do better. See, we can keep going and, and, and look at what? Look, look at the, the Apostle Paul back when he is known as Saul. We, we, we read about him being what? Being somebody who hates Christianity. He believes Christians are blaspheming against God. This is what it says in Acts 9, verse 1 and 2. It says, But Saul, still breathing threats of murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to go to the synagogue in Damascus and do what? So that if he may found anybody belonging to the way, he may bring them bound to Jerusalem. That is what he wanted to do. He believed people who were worshiping Christ were committing blasphemy against God. And on that way, what happens? Jesus, he meets Jesus. Jesus teaches him better that, 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 and because of that, everything changes. When we go to Acts chapter 22, and, and Paul is recounting the story of his conversion, he said, and now, he is said, and now why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away, wash away your sins, calling on his Name In Acts 9, it says this, And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight, and he rose and was baptized, and taking food, he was strengthened. Realize he hasn't eaten for three days, and his first thing he chooses to do is be baptized, even before he eats. Why? Because he was somebody, when he knew better, he did better. When he knew better, when he saw what God's Word said, and when he was told that, by Jesus, and then one of Jesus' servants sent to him, what happens? He chooses to do better. Today, will we'll all of us do better based on what we read about God's Word? What we see there, will we choose to do better? So what happens is, we, 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 we may look at ourselves and go, hey, I, I'm a really good person. I, I'm a good neighbor to people. I, 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 I'm kind to people. I, I do believe in God, and, and, and I want to follow Him, uh, but I believe I'm, I'm doing really good. And, and why in the world would I need to be baptized? I love that Luke chose, through the, the Holy Spirit, chose Luke to record the conversion of Cornelius. Look what the Bible says about this man. The Bible says at Caesarea there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion that was known from the Italian cohort, a devout man who feared God with all his household. He gave alms generously to all people and prayed continually to God. That's what the Bible says about you. Listen, if the Bible says you're a good man, you're a good man. Would you all agree? The Bible says he's a devout man. He, he is somebody who believes. He also believes to the point he gives what he has to help other people. He does not have a Jewish background. He'd be considered a Gentile. And what happens, Acts 10, 48, and he commanded them, this is Peter commanded him to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they said, stay with us for some days. What happened there? What's amazing is 
There was never a question whether Cornelius wanted to be baptized or not. There were the Jewish people around saying, hey, can we baptize a Gentile? He's just waiting for this opportunity because he was doing the best he could with what he knew, but when he knew better, he did better. What about us? When it comes to our understanding of Scripture, do we do the best we know? But as we continue to study Scripture, are we willing to live that out when we see God has directed us to do that? See, I find it interesting. Uh, one of my favorite stories is in Acts chapter 19. There was a man named Apollos, and Apollos was a, was, was a preacher. And he was a very good preacher. It says he was very eloquent in the way that he spoke. And what we see is, is this, it said, and it happened while Apollos was in Corinth, that what happened? That Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples and said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we have never even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. See, they, these people were baptized uh, in the baptism of John the Baptist because what happened? John the Baptist went around baptizing people. He said, I'm trying to make way the way of the what? The Lord. Trying to make way the, the way of the Savior. He said, I'm not even worthy to tie his sandals, but I'm going to preach a, a baptism of, of repentance to get people ready for this Messiah who is coming and for his eternity-saving message. I'm going to do that. So these people had heard that message from John the Baptist, and they what? They were living that out. They had been baptized based on the baptism they had been taught. But look what happens. Paul says, into what were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with a baptism of repentance, telling people to believe in the one who was to come after him. That is, Jesus, on hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. How awesome. How incredible that, that they said, you know what? We want to follow Jesus no matter what it takes. And they would say, wow, I... We did what we knew. But as Paul tells them what they need to do, be baptized for remission of their sins, and they should receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, guess what? They were baptized. I love that there's not a lot, there weren't a lot of questions. They didn't say, did this other one not count? Do we not have to be? They just, oh, we did what we knew, and now that we know better, we want to do better. What an awesome thought. And what an awesome lesson for us. See, what's pretty amazing is I don't have to get up to you, up here and warn you about the dangers of smoking. Now, are there people who still choose to smoke? Yes, I'm going to say this, but I don't think anybody does it in ignorance anymore. There's a lot of information out there that lets you know uh, that, that there are warnings on the side of it. Now, saying doctors are saying this uh, causes cancer, all these different things. You, there, there's a warning. And so, different than the generations before us, when, when, when they were told to do this, as, as people have, have, have been told better, they know, knew better. You know, none of us are going to stop at a quick mark today and say, hey, do y'all have any of that radium water? Why? Because we realize that it is toxic. It is someone who, something that can hurt people. None of us knowingly are going to do what? Use lead paint or asbestos in our house. Why? Because as we have known better, we chose to do better. Why? Because knowledge of God's Word should not just be for memory's sake. 
It should not just be so we could be reminded of something or or go through and, and know these really cool Bible trivia facts. Knowledge of God's Word should challenge us and change us. It should change the way we, we think, the change the way we feel, and change the way we act. This morning I have tried to go through and just lay out what the Bible says through the book of Acts about baptism. Showing you example after example when people heard the message, when people heard this, what happens? They agreed. And because of that conviction, they chose to be baptized for the of their sins. Was everybody who was baptized a sinner? Yes. Were there some really good people who were baptized? Oh, yeah. They were devout. They, they wanted to be followers of Christ, but once they learned what they needed to do, they chose to do that. See, when, when they realized and when we realized that it is Jesus who said, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel of the whole creation, who believes and is baptized shall be saved, and whoever does not believe will be condemned. We realize that is the truth. And as we realize that for ourselves, we must also make that decision to do that. The reason we have the cards, and like I said, they're, they're at the end of the, 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 the pews here. The reason we have those is it may be that you're saying, Craig, I, I'm thinking about being baptized, but I, I'd, I'd like to talk some about that. And I feel like if I come forward today, I'm saying I want to do that right now, and there may be some of you that want to, and that'd be awesome. But if you'd ask for one of these people at the end of the aisle, if you look down and see those, if you would pass these to people, please just fill these out. Or there may be somebody you're going, hey, I really want this person to come to Christ, and you'd like the, the, uh, us to pray about that. We would love to. You could write their name on there. But see, what we want to do is we want to be a people, when it comes to knowledge of God's Word, that we do the best we can based on what we know. But as we know better, we what? We always want to do better. As we know better, we want to do better. It is Christ who established baptism. It is he who said the job of Christians is to go do what? Go and teach people. So that what? So that people can act on that knowledge and people can do what? When they have heard this good news, when they know better, they can do what? They can do better. This morning, do you want to do better? This morning, can we help you with that decision to do better? Our God is amazing. And he is merciful. But he's also very plain in letting us know that, that, that our coming to him is something done in faith and making that decision to be baptized for remission of our sins is doing what is being obedient to him. Today, if that's what you need to do, we want to help you with that. Today, you may want this church family to pray for you, and we would love to do that. Today, if we can help you in this walk and help you to do better, we would love to if you'd come now while we stand and while we sing.